What is up, Teach Better family and admin mastermind group? We are back. And if you're looking to my right and realizing there's a familiar face that we haven't seen for a while, it's true because Katie Miglin is back. Katie, it was awesome to see you this morning. Yeah, it was so fun to start my Tuesday with this group again. I feel like I was having FOMO a lot. So I'm excited <laughs> to be back, back in it, and doing a recap with you, Joshua. Double underscore Steve. Well, Katie, you fit right back in like normal. People were giving you a bad time. You were giving others a bad time. Yep. So it was like you never even left. So it is good well, to have you back. Well, good. Good to be back. <laughs> and it was a good conversation so, today. Yeah, we were all over the place. You you got to come back to our new format in the sense that, you know, I'm really trying to ask folks in the Facebook group, hey, what topics are very important to you right now? What's going on in your life? And so we had two different topics, which was mm -hmm. about organization of the day, the month, the week, and then also some HR policies and addressing teachers, uh, specifically if you had to like write them up, which obviously we hate doing, but sometimes it's required of us, um, especially with those HR policies. So uh, we dove in with a fun question of trying to figure out, you know, our people's organization and lives feeling more like a treasure map where you might, you know, see your route, but then find treasures on the way? Or is it more about a GPS navigation system where you're constantly being detoured from your destination? And we got a very mixed group here as far as responses. Yeah, I would say we definitely had like, almost like a mix, but also a blending of the answers. Like some people yeah. felt like they're, they were on a treasure map that had a like a GPS that kept rerouting them. Um, and it was just interesting to hear like what people defined as their end point, like their, you know, their treasure. So some people, it was like the end of the day, some people, you know, it was like when the buses pull out. And so I thought that was just interesting, but I felt like the overall, like kind of thing that drove people's answer was what are the detours or what are the surprises and what, how do we define those? And sometimes they're good detours or good surprises. And sometimes they're not, but it's, you know, at what point are we losing time towards that destination and that journey of getting through the day? And so I, I did feel like it was a really good starter question just to kind of think about like, how do we envision our days? What do we want it to be? But then it very much snowballed into like our time and organizing our time because inevitably there's going to be those speed bumps, those reroutes, all those things kind of happen in a given day in any school and any role that you have in a school. And so then it's like, how do we react and how do we keep our day organized so that we can still be efficient. Yeah. And so that was my, my next question based on the topic that was offered up in Facebook was just like, what are you doing? What strategies are helping you to be more organized in your day? And so Katie, do you want to share out some of your favorite strategies mm -hmm. that people were using? Well, I first, journey. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny how it's like clear that it's February because there was a yes. lot longer pause as people answered than when I think you've asked this before, like in August. And I felt like people were very mm -hmm. quick, like, here's what I'm doing. In February, people are like, I don't know, my desk is full of post-its and nothing, you know, is working. But um, we kind of talked a little bit about just like calendar blocking or like setting side uh, or setting time aside, like kind of preserving our time so that we see it as valuable. I know in the past we've talked about that as well of like who needs to know that this time is important that stays preserved. Um, people have talked about, you know, like organizing their to-do list or count like 
kind of creating like calendar lists. And what I mean by that is saying like, here are my goals for January, here are my goals for February and laying those out so that you can see them. We've heard time and time again, people talking about whiteboards in their office. So it's like up in front of them, visual. We've talked about, you know, like different color coding things as far as what's important and what needs, you know, signaling some way so that we know where our priorities are. Um, but it did, I did just feel like there was an opportunity today where people felt like I have to like revamp what I'm doing. You know, they have to kind of look at their old systems and bring some of those back. But it definitely felt today like people were like, oh yeah, I need to get back into my systems. I need to like reevaluate what I'm doing. Yeah, they were also talking about accountability partners. So yeah, a right. lot of admin have maybe a secretary or someone else on their team that's uh, helping them be more mindful. I know I had to do this constantly of like, you know, come in here and tell me, shut my door. Like, you know, and I had uh, an amazing secretary that would do that. She would shut my door and she would post a sign on my door for me because she knew that just with the busyness of, of things, I just wouldn't even think about that. And then people just would continue to come into my office and interrupt. Um, the other thing too, that people talked about was shared calendars. I thought this was beautiful too, is you know, having someone else be able to block things out for you yep. um, because of the busyness of things. So, you know, you're right. We talked about this in August, but I think, you know, right now people are feeling it and they oh, just yeah. want that reminder of like, what were those strategies again? Because mm -hmm. I need help. Well, and too, like the beginning of the year, your, your priorities, your to-do list, the things on your calendar look very different than February. A common thing that came up throughout the entire segment this morning was evaluations, whether that is, you know, IEP reevals or teacher evaluations, but there's lots of like meetings that are happening right now. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes those can snowball into the meeting happens, then the discussion continues. So using that calendar blocking or accountability partner is super helpful. Even if you like need to leave your office space, I know I've worked for administrators before that they like go to the library or they go find a quieter space that they, that, that person who owns that space, whether it's a teacher or the librarian or whatever can yeah. say, I'm not going to bother you. I'll keep people away. But like you can just, you know, answer five emails or something like yeah. anything you do to preserve your own time is super important. Oh, I did that all the time, Katie. Like I had <laughs> safe spaces, I call them. Like I, I had teachers that they knew if I came in, it wasn't to evaluate them. It wasn't for a walkthrough. It was literally to sit in the back of the class and just to try and get stuff done. Yeah. And they would, they would walk up and they'd like bend over like, Hey, are you here just to like escape? And I was like, Oh yeah. You know? So mm -hmm. I think that's, that's healthy. I think, you know, mm -hmm. because it's so chaotic sometimes in the front office, Yep. If you're not needed to find a, a safe space to, to get work done. Mm -hmm. All right. You had touched on this a little bit. A lot of things are going on in the spring. We've touched on the last couple of weeks as far as the evaluation process. Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about um, goals, uh, personal goals, and trying to get those done um, in regards to teacher and the accountability of that. So now moving into, I think this is actually a perfect bridge to that, is addressing teacher issues, potentially a write-up. Um, we talked about kind of the initial steps to addressing a situation where a teacher has done something incorrectly or violated a school policy, kind of the, what do you do in that situation? Because everyone's a little bit different on how they address it. But I thought there were some really key components that were discussed this morning. So mm -hmm. what was your takeaway with this? Some kind of big things that stuck in my mind were, sorry, was that me that made that loud noise? Mine too. <laughs> Um, I think some big things that stuck in our mind was 
taking the emotion out of it. You know, it, it can't be, it can't be an emotional conversation. Um, focusing on the system. So if you, like an example that was brought up was teachers taking attendance and that was a problem in their building, but establishing some system so that it doesn't seem so subjective. So it seems more like the we're following these steps, you know, whatever the issue is, but creating a system so that it's like, you know, we have after this many times, this is what we're going to, the conversation we will have. Some of those things really help just keep the flow, but it also helps Teachers know what the expectations are without feeling like this administrator is out to get me or this administrator is like the bad guy. And that was brought up a few times of, you know, how do you create systems for the entire admin team so that everyone can be on the same page? So it's not, you know, Josh is super easy going. He's not going to care about this. But then Katie's the one that's always holding my feet to the fire, because the second that starts to fall apart, I do feel like there's some some major issues. So. I don't know. Those were like the big ones that kind of, I was like that, that needs to happen. Yes. At the beginning of the year, but this is maybe when those moments will really shine through of that organization and those systems that need to be in place. Katie, I feel like your example was a little too truthful because I do feel like that would be the situation. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> so we talked about, um, in addition to that, uh, you had talked about the accountability system, having a team that's reliable. Um, I thought too, the why statement, you know, bringing that back um, was really powerful. Was cool. um, one administrator um, has this system in place where every teacher creates a why statement of, you know, the reason that they're in the building and why they're in the teaching profession, whatnot, and then bring that back in. And sometimes the tough conversation of like, you know, tell me how in your reflection, like what you just did associates to your why statement and kind of using that as the baseline um, and the starter, because I think it's true. Like if we're really being honest in our reflection, you know, if we, if we made a mistake, it's not going to align with the statement that we created the why statement. So um, I thought that was good. And then also taking the emotion out of the conversation um, as much as possible, because as we know, that would probably only escalate that mm -hmm. difficult conversation. I think it's too, like you said, though, when you when you're asking a teacher a why statement, not only is it beneficial for them to like realign themselves, but I think it also is good for the other side of the conversation, whoever that that other person is to then kind of evaluate. Is this like a big deal or a little deal? You know, is this something that's really impacting the overall why their their role in this building? And then maybe kind of coming to an agreement, because sometimes I think we sometimes assume like, oh, this teacher was late to work today and how, you know, that may or may not be impacting the education. It's like, well, is it the end of the world today? Or, you know, is this maybe they're going through a rough season? Like, I think it's just a good perspective, too. So I loved that. I had totally forgotten he had said that about sharing the yeah. why first. I think it's a good conversation starter for sure. Yeah, I think getting to the root of the problem is always the goal as an administrator yeah. to to make an assumption like, oh, they just don't care about their job. <laughs> like that typically that's very rare. I mean, you know, usually there's something much bigger and that goes with our students, too. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see a behavior um, that there's there's a root there. So, you know, trying to find the root of the cause of the problem versus just assuming that, you know, they're just bad at their job. Right. All right, Katie, we pivoted again in our conversation mm -hmm. to protecting our time as administrators, which is kind of full circle from our original topic. Yeah. But um, we discussed that, you know, when administrators are meeting, a lot of times that's when the campus goes crazy. So fight breaks out or the fire alarm goes off. I remember a tornado warning uh, 
hitting like all of our phones sort of buzzing like crazy. And then we had to quickly shelter the entire campus. So uh, it just seems like no matter <laughs> what happens, um, it's, it's crazy when you're trying to get together to, to have difficult conversations, or maybe it's a collaboration between administrators or just trying to figure out like, Hey, what's going on in your world? So what were some suggestions that you loved that helped administrators protect their time, especially meeting as a group? Yeah. Uh, this one seemed very tricky for a lot of people mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people, at least it seemed, had ideas, but they those ideas weren't necessarily working consistently. Josh, yeah. you shared um, what you used to do on your campus, and I absolutely loved it. And I felt like that resonated with a lot of people was kind of having point person. So and people in your building who want to be administrators, maybe are, are have that degree or are just interested in it, you know, they're going through the process. Mm -hmm having them be the tag in. So, hey, we're going to meet from this time to this time. During that time, you are the administrators of the building. And, here, you know, you can handle these things. Now, obviously, if there's a big issue, you know, it's hard to like really kind of narrow, you know, navigate that as yeah. a new person. But I think it does eliminate a lot of issues that are constant interruptions. And so I thought that was super helpful. The saying to, you know, whoever needs to know, whether it's your office staff, whether it's your whole building, whoever, this time is preserved, you know, please try to resolve any issues during this time. We will be done here. But I think it's going to, it's just, you have to be understanding when, if a person deems something as an emergency, being respectful of that, and then kind of that reflection piece afterwards. So that was kind of shared as like, a group didn't get interrupted. They they continued with their meeting, but then afterwards it was like, well, they could have really benefited from being, you know, interrupted. So if if I feel like I need Josh to come and help me in my classroom and you come in and you're like, this didn't need my attention right now, then having that moment of reflection to discuss and say, here are some things I would do, would do in the future before you need to, you know, call, call an administrator. So again, it goes back to having those systems in place and really kind of sticking to them. And then also just coaching people through them because you never know what's what's going on in someone's room or what's going on with some student. But so you have to be prepared for that, but just knowing that there's some things that can be, you know, addressed ahead of time before it gets to that point, I think is helpful. Yeah, and I think Ray brought this up to this morning about, you know, communication is key. Mm -hmm. uh, another administrator said, you know, like as a principal, I need to focus on the big rocks instead of the little rocks. And so like all little rocks are being handled by other staff members. And I think that's spot on. I think too many times, you know, if it's a emergency response team or if it's just admin staff in general, that sometimes everyone wants to rush to that scene and it gets too many people. It's too yeah. many cooks in the kitchen. So to be able to communicate that with other people. It's like, I got this, you, you can go and take care of this. And I had that conversation with my principal often where it's like, you're the principal, you have other things that you need to deal with right now. Yeah. I got this, <laughs> Like, you yeah. don't have to worry about it. Um, so you all take care of what you need to take care of or stay in this meeting, I've got it. So then mm -hmm. it's just one person leaving versus a whole host of folks. And yeah. so just be able to have that, that potentially crucial conversation, conversation to say, hey, this is okay. It only requires one of us. Right. Or like you said, I brought this up is having a proactive response in the sense that I already had people lined up to call or text and say, Hey, I need you to take over right now. And mm -hmm. delegating that and feeling comfortable with they're going to take, they're going to do a good job. They're going to do just as great as I would in that situation. They've been trained, they know what to do. And mm -hmm. 
or like you said, having folks in place to kind of guard that space. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, our front office secretary, you know, if a parent came in demanding to see someone, you know, they'll get back to you as soon as they're done, you know, and being able to, you know, draw that line in the sand (laughs) and hold guard of that sacred time that we rarely had. So yeah, I thought those were all great suggestions. We were all over the place um, this morning, but I do feel like it was full circle as far as the the organization and the time. And um, for those who may, you know, just find this on YouTube, um, we meet every Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. If you want to be a part of this discussion, we would love to have you teachbetter.com slash mastermind. It is completely free. And then of course, we also have a Facebook group, which is growing and love this community. This is where we are reaching out, asking for suggestions all the time. Uh, People post resources in there. So if you are looking to add to the conversation beyond just Tuesday, you can make sure that you head over to the Facebook group. Okay. I appreciate you. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks everybody for joining us and thanks for sticking around for this recap. See y'all.